This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem. This is a uh, very important limud that we're embarking upon. We're learning the Sefer written by the Chafetz Chaim himself. The name of the Sefer is Tzipisa Yeshua. And the origin of this uh, subject, I want to thank my father. This was my father's idea. And who better than the Chafetz Chaim to write a sefer on the subject of awaiting the coming of Mashiach? It is said that the Chafetz Chaim had a suitcase ready for when Mashiach would come, and that he even practiced uh, running toward the door, even though he was an old man, uh, practicing how he would be Makabel Pnei Mashiach. Chavetz Chaim would say, and this is something that the uh, Rabbi Cheska Levenstein writes in the Sefer on Amuna on page 292. He says that waiting for Mashiach is like a sick person waiting for a doctor who has a remedy, who's coming to him with a cure. So not only is the ill person uh, awaiting anxiously for the doctor to come, but the longer it takes does not diminish the patient's anticipation, but uh, just the opposite. It intensifies it. So as the gullus increase, the proper reaction, says the Chavetz Chaim, is that our longing for the Mashiach should intensify. Before we even begin, let's address the following question, and this is a question that we're going to deal with sort of side by side as we read the Sefer. We know the words, Sipisal Yeshua, come from the Gemara Masech the Shabbos, Andaf Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, where the Gemara tells us, that Amar Rava, five lines from the bottom, Adam Ladin, at the time that a person is brought in for the ultimate judgment after 120, they say to him, and they ask him a number of questions. They ask him, Did you deal in business honestly? Did you set times to learn Torah? Did you engage in Puravun, procreation? Question number four is Tsipisal Yeshua. Did you await the coming of the Mashiach? So the question is, we know that after 120, we're responsible for not only 613 mitzvahs, but all the halachas. And it's, it's certainly of note that why would it be that there's 613 mitzvahs da'iraisa, and of all the mitzvahs da'iraisa, the six primary questions... One of them is, did we await the coming of Mashiach? I mean, where in the Torah does it say that we have to await the coming of Mashiach? So Rava is darshaning it from a Pasuk in Yeshaya. V'haya emunas itecha chaysen Yeshuais chachmas vadas. Rava darshans. Emunas refers to, did you deal in business honestly? Itecha refers to, were you kaveh itim la Torah? Chaysen refers to procreation. Yeshua is, refers to Tzipisal Yeshua. But the question is, this is a Pasuk in the Navi. So maybe there is some allusion in the Nevi'im that we have to wait the coming of Mashiach. But firstly, where do we find anywhere in the Chumash that we have to wait the coming of Mashiach? If this is such a fundamental obligation, how could it be that it's not mentioned in the Chumash? And we know there's an idea, a prophet is not authorized to innovate a new obligation. If the Chumash 
barely even speaks to the Mashiach, let alone an obligation to await it. So, what is the source for this? Where did the Navi Yeshaya get this from? This is a major question. In other words, what is the Makar in the Chumash that one is obligated to anticipate the fruition of the promises of the Navim? Rashi even says, Tzipisa Yeshua Ledivrei HaNavim. So there's an amazing smak. The smak is one of the Rishonim who codified the 613 mitzvahs. And in Mitzvah Aleph, the very first mitzvah, the smak says the first mitzvah is to know that the one who created heaven and earth, he rules over all realms, Lamala, Lamata, the four corners of the world. What Pasuk says that one has to believe that the Creator rules over all four all corners of the world, says a smack, Anoichi Hashem Aloikecha, it's the first Pasuk of the Aser Sadibras, I am Hashem your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim, and the Pasuk says, V'yadata Hayoim, V'hashevois El Vavecha, Ki Hashem Eloikim, Hashemayim Al Mitachas, as opposed to the smack says to the philosophers, that they say that the world is coincidence, the world is dominated by uh, the Mazolois, there's no Manhig, and they say even the splitting of the sea and the exodus and all the wonders, that just happened based on uh, a lucky happenstance. We had a good mazel at that time. And our, our belief is that a sheker, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, rules the world at will. He took us out of Mitzrayim. Nobody even bangs their finger unless it's decreed from above. Okay, so the smak says that the first mitzvah in the Torah is aid to believe in the existence of the Creator, and that the Creator controls and dominates everything in this world. That even small occurrences are decreed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But then the Smak says, Upon this principle is predicated that which the sages tell us in Mesech the Shabbos, and Lamed Aleph, that they ask a person after 120, where do we see such a mitzvah? It must be, says the smak, that the mitzvah of belief in the coming of Mashiach is dependent in the belief that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Meaning, just like one is obligated to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, like it says, We likewise have to believe that Hashem will take us out and redeem us from our current galas. In other words, the smak learns that the belief in the coming of Mashiach is not just a pasuk in Chumash. The belief in the coming of Mashiach, the smak says, is so fundamental, it is so basic, the Smak says, that it is the first mitzvah in the Torah. First mitzvah in the Torah is to anticipate the coming of Mashiach. Yeah, it's part and parcel of the mitzvah. And this is an idea that uh, we've explained at length um, on many other occasions. Let's begin it and we'll continue this idea next time so that um, we could start reading the Sefer, but the idea is we know that Yitzias Mitzrayim was not only um, the paradigm, but it was the pre-enactment of 
uh, the future redemption. Right? The Pasuk says in Amos, Pasuk says, excuse me, the Pasuk says in Micha, Ki Eretz Like the days I took you out of Mitzrayim, I will show you wonders. And which means that not only just, not only Hashem redeemed us from Mitzrayim and He will also redeem us from our current Golos, but the redemption from Mitzrayim was the pre-enactment of the future redemption. And therefore, part and parcel in the belief that Kosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim is the belief that He will take us out of the current Golos. And we've said on many occasions from Rabbeinu B'chayi, Rabbeinu B'chayi writes the following words, Kol Hanavim maskimim pe'echad. All the prophets unanimously prophecy that the final redemption will parallel the redemption from Mitzrayim. So uh, we'll we'll elaborate on this more, Bez Hashem, tomorrow. But in short, according to the Smak, the big question after 120, Tzipisa Yeshua Vishdeid. Where does it say that there's such an obligation? It is the first. Mitzvah in the Torah. According to the Smak, it's part of the belief in the Exodus, which is part of the belief in Mitzvah Hashem. So according to uh, the Smak, it is one of the most fundamental tenets of uh, Yahadus. So let's begin um, by reading the Sefer, and we'll see that there are other sources that, um, that articulate the great obligation to anticipate the coming of Mashiach. So let's start Perak Rishon. Chavetz Chaim says, Behold, because of our many sins, we see in many places, that religion has plummeted greatly. And people are Disconnecting their children from their youth, from the Torah. Something we have never seen before in our history. Now let's stop and just analyze this. Because the first thing we see is that how do we define the trajectory of Kal Yisrael? How do we define the direction of the Jewish people? How do we define, how do we, what's the barometer to determine whether we're trending up or we're trending down? The answer is, the Chavetz Chaim is telling us, it's dependent on our children. If people take their children away from the Torah, then we're trending down. If people are being moiser nefesh to educate their, their children, Torah ula mitzvahs, then we're, we're trending up. It, everything else is, uh, is secondary. The main barometer of the health of the Jewish people is what is the status of our children? So, okay, that's the first observation. The second observation is, the Chavetz Chaim is observing that there's an occurrence, there's a phenomenon that, that is happening that never happened before. And that is for the first time in history, people are taking their children away from the Torah. Now, without falling into a very um, controversial s- subject, and uh, reasons for Holocaust and so on and so forth, Certainly, the Chafetz Chaim was someone who uh, avoided Lashon Hara at all costs. If, there was, if there's anybody who's careful about Lashon Hara, of course it's the Chafetz Chaim. The Chafetz Chaim is observing that in uh, the beginning of the 20th century, for the first time in our history, there is massive defection 
from the Torah. And not only are people moving away, people are removing their, t- their children from uh, observance. And the question is why? Why are people doing that? Says the Chavetz Chaim, when we investigate and analyze, well, I'll see Basoinian. What is the primary cause? Yesh Kamadvaram. There are many reasons for this. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the primary reason why Judaism is plummeting, the Iker Hasiba, Hurifyoin, Hoyamuna. It's because of a weakening in our belief. What does that mean? It is the belief in the eternal world, namely, reward and punishment. And the coming of the Mashiach. And all the promises of the Torah. Emuna is what has given the Jewish people the strength to endure all the travails of the Galas. There is nothing other than the than Emuna in the eternal world. In other words, what gave Klal Yisrael the endurance to withstand the Gullahs? It's a conviction that this world is temporary, and even if it means giving up their life for the sake of the Torah, it's worth it because this world is temporary and there's an eternal world. There's a world of Olam Haba, there's a world of the Achris Hayamim, there's a world of Tchiyas HaMesim. He nasna Yisrael b'chaldar. This has what has strengthened and given the strength to Jewish people in every generation. Lisa kal hametzukais To be able to bear and tolerate all the oppression and all the difficulty. And to stand up on behalf of their religion, the Mesiras Nefesh, with sacrifice, Hain Ba'atzman, whether on their own behalf, Hainas Benayam, or on behalf of their children. Says the Chavetz Chaim throughout history, people were fine seeing their children slaughtered before them. Al Kedesh Hashem. That was preferable to them than to see their children in a uh, grandiose, successful, secular life. That was the decision that Jewish people made for 2,000 years. It says, It was preferable for a father to see his son slaughtered before his eyes, sanctifying the name of Hashem, to return his pure soul, better that, than to see his son in the pinnacle of well-being. Im chalila yisalif If that meant the son perverting his path, midarach And what gave us the strength to endure that? Emuna in the afterlife. But afterlife means the oilam hanashamais, it means tchias hamesim, and it means the coming of Mashiach. We were willing to give up everything. Why? Emuna. And the main reason that we see Judaism plummeting today, says the Chafetz Chaim, in a way that we've never seen in our history, Rifyoin Hoyamuna. Okay, we'll continue here tomorrow. Be'ezus Hashem. Thank you very much. Have a good day, everyone. Bracha v'atzlacha. Recording stop. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.